Well, welcome everyone. We are here with Carol Sevy, a fellow Toastmaster, a TEDx speaker, a mother of 14, and a woman who has beaten cancer and has a story to share. Now, I'm so excited to introduce you to Carol. She is a wonderful friend and a great colleague, and I love the opportunity that I have to learn from her and to grow with her, but I'm excited for each of you to have the opportunity to hear her story, to know how you can better connect with others, to express yourself, to communicate, and know in your life you have a Ferris wheel to live, and you have each part of your life is a quarter of that Ferris wheel. We're so excited to dive into this. Carol, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you. And Carol, we just want to hear a little bit about you. So could you give us a brief introduction about who you are? Well, I'm a happy girl. I have had lots of what we call bald-headed moments, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that, and our Ferris wheel. And one of the things is, I figure that everyone has a Ferris wheel of about 100 years. Let's just say we're all going to live for a for till we're 100. So our first 25 years is our first Ferris wheel, then 50 25 to 50 is our second, and I'm on my third Ferris wheel. And I like to think that I still have a Ferris wheel and three-fourths to go. And we all have great things to do, whichever Ferris wheel we're on or what seats we take on that Ferris wheel. So I am interested to know, you are so talented in expressing yourself. And obviously, to be a TEDx speaker, you have to know how to communicate and how to present yourself in the right way. What is it that got you interested in public speaking to begin with? Horses. Horses, why horses? Horses. I was, I was six years old when I got my first horse and my mom put me in a rodeo queen contest when I was eight and we had to do a speech. We had to get in front of people and we started, and I liked it. I liked the people, I liked the experience. And it was something that I did every summer for the rest of my life until I was adult. It was a rodeo queen contest every year. And I, try, I did it for, for eight years until I got serious. And I decided to perfect these things that I had learned. And I wanted to win a belt buckle and a trophy. And I started perfecting those things. And I, and I got my first um, crown. Well, I was first runner up. I, when I was 15 years old. So I started eight and I didn't win until I was 15. And what changed for you? Why was it that at eight you didn't win, but then at 15 you did? What changed? One of, well, I got a better horse. I started getting serious. My mom was serious. We got, I got to be a better speaker. I took my speech to a different level. I took my horsemanship to a different level and my clothes to a different level. And then all of a sudden I started winning and, and life changed for me at that moment. And, and you have so many life experiences. I found you are a cancer survivor. You uh, survived through stage four of lymphoma. And please share with us what that experience was like. There, I did come down with um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and it was stage four and four plus and the doctors close to me figured that I didn't have any, a week to live. They figured I had a week to live. What was the process of going through having cancer and choosing to be happy? Because you say over and over again, especially in your TEDx talk, that you are a happy girl. How is it that you remained a happy girl through such a hard time? At first, I just wanted to vanish. And 
I just wanted to just evaporate, evaporate and that people just said, oh, she was a happy girl. And oh my word, she died. And then my husband said, I said, I just don't want to do this happy girl stuff anymore. And he said, everybody's waiting to see what happy girls are going to be like. And, and then I was all in and I took everybody in on my journey. And my job was to get better and to be happy every day, whether I felt like crap or not. And as I did that, it, it actually helped other people go through because they were afraid. They're afraid they're going to lose their mom. They're afraid they're going to lose their stepmom. And, and my husband didn't want to lose me. And if I was happy, it could, every day I thought, well, you know, if I'm happy, then at least they know, remember me for that. And I think that's what helped me get through. Honestly, the odds, the odds weren't in your favor. The cancer was at your neck to your ankles. What is it that brought about this miracle in your life? Truth be told, <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to die. Really? I, I had had my mother, my mother had passed away before me and she came to me and my son who passed away and they said, you're not going to die. <laughs> and I said, what? This is no, this isn't your time. And so when the doctors looked at me like I was going to die, I just smiled and laughed. I said, they think I'm going to die, but I'm not. Word. And I had no idea. I, I didn't know how long I was going to live, but I'll tell you what, I just turned 57 and it's been, it's, it's so many things on this first will have been amazing. That is such a big life lesson. What was your biggest takeaway from having cancer and prevailing? Life is hard. And when we can get through hard, we can have a good life. And maybe that good life is one day, one, maybe it's one moment, but we just need to cherish every moment and no matter where we're at in our life, life is hard. When we get through hard, we can have a good life, no matter how long it is. Absolutely. And it's going to be hard and we're going to go through that, but over and over again, we can choose joy. We can choose that happiness and you just emulate that, Carol. And I'm so thankful I get to, to be with you and to talk with you about this. And ultimately, that is what brought you into Toastmasters. And can you explain a little bit of what Toastmasters is? Toastmasters has been around since the 1930s. And it's, a, it's Toastmasters International. And it's to teach people how to communicate better. If we don't communicate, what do we have? And that's what Toastmasters, it helps you figure out your goals. So you go, what's my goal? What do I want? Do I want to be a better boss? Do I want to do I want to be a public speaker? And for me, I knew I needed to do, be a, toast, a TEDx speaker. I knew I knew I was going to do it. It's just like I knew it was was gonna wasn't gonna die. I knew I needed to do a TEDx talk, and that's what I wanted to do. And I tried out six times before they let me in, and it was a little confusing. But Toastmasters, they let me practice, and they helped me perfect it. And so essentially, Toastmasters prepared you for a TEDx talk. What is it that Toastmasters helped support you in to get to speaking for TED? But it, Toastmasters helped me get that skill down, perfect it. So I knew exactly what I was going to say when I went in there in front of the judges. And then after I made it past that, then we, we took my speech apart. We knew we were going to do the five points, but we mixed them inside and out to see which point was best. What are these five points that you're talking about? What I've learned is, for any speech, whether it's five minutes or it's an hour, 
if you have five points, you can make it go as long as you need to. So you have your beginning and you have your end, so your summary. So you have your opening and your summary. And then you think of three stories that go with that or three points in between and then your summary and you wrap it all up. Then you don't have to memorize every single word and it makes it more natural. Right. In your TEDx, how did you mm -hmm. talk, what did you talk about? How did expressing being a happy girl um, evolve into a TEDx talk? Well, I wanted to help people realize that for me, it was, it was, it was normal that I didn't have any hair. In fact, I'm going to grab my hair. Oh my goodness. I keep my hair in my office. Oh my word. This is one of my ponytails. There's actually two of them. <laughs> so this is my actual hair. And I keep it as a reminder because um, my hair was really important to me. And then I was vulnerable and had none. I didn't have any eyebrows or eyelashes and nothing. And then you see really who you are. And we all have, even though everybody doesn't go bald, we have those moments that we feel so vulnerable and that life is really hard and that we can't go on. But you know, you can, and you can do so many things. And I think I learned a lot. I learned a lot from being bald. I learned that I love hats. I have so many hats and with a big smile on your face, it's okay. You don't really have to have hair. And if you have hair, it's not a bad hair day. We all have moments that we're vulnerable and we feel like we can't go on and wherever we are on our one of our we can be 23 years old and on our first Ferris wheel, but in, re in reality, we have three more Ferris wheels ahead of us and life is going to go on and we're going to get to that bald-headed moment, that moment that you're vulnerable and you don't want to move forward and you feel like everything is bad in your life. Well, it's, it could be really bad, but there is light and, it, and maybe it might wait till your next Ferris wheel to be better, but it's going to get better. Now can anybody join Toastmasters or does it have to be specific people? Anyone can join. It's so inexpensive. It's one of the most, most inexpensive ways to go to school and to start. I mean, it's basically you're going to school, you're taking an impromptu class. Basically what it is is you're taking an impromptu class and you're learning because there's impromptu speeches also. And wherever you want to grow, whatever your goal wants to be, you can just join Toastmasters and it's incredible. You'll learn. You'll learn every single week. Absolutely. And I've grown just from these past two semesters of being a college student. I've grown so much in learning from all of my peers of, of how to express yourself and how to be uh, corrected and teachable and, and learn from others and their experiences in speaking. It's, it's been a pleasure to watch you speak and to take notes and learn from you in that process. So I'm, I'm so thankful for that. And it's a quick 45 minutes you can get on Zoom. It's a little I think it's a lot better if you can be there in person, but they're all over the world. There's Toastmasters everywhere. So anyone can be in Toastmasters. That's so great to know and so helpful. I highly recommend anybody to join Toastmasters if they just want to progress and learn how to express themselves and be a better communicator in general. Because honestly, communicating, as you've said, is one of the most important things to know how to do. And if we can communicate, we can better live and love others in the process. So I. I value your communication style so much. So what would you say would be the biggest takeaway from your TEDx experience? As a look back, 
Cata, I think my TEDx was, I was just a little baby. And, but it was a stepping stone that I didn't ever think I could do. You get one chance to tell the world. And my, ch my chance, I just want to tell the world that you can do things, things that you don't think you can do. That was my biggest thing is whatever your trouble is, you can do, you can do it. And you get, it's basically everybody gets one chance to be in it, to do a TEDx. And what would you tell the world if you had one chance to do it? That's such a great question. I hope that's so thought provoking for all the people listening. Of What would you tell the world if you could speak to the world? Oh, that is such a powerful thought. What would be your biggest takeaway from Toastmasters? Everybody at age can learn and it's not too late. We, Toastmasters is anyone that can speak. I've seen people start in their teenaging up to a hundred years old. And I love the fact that people are still learning, they're still improving, they're still growing, and they're just not, they're not giving up on life. They're always improving. And that's, that's the biggest takeaway. I will be a Toastmaster forever for the fact there's so much to learn and you never, ever have the art of communication perfect, perfected. I asked Carol earlier, what is it, what is one thing that she would want to teach everyone from her coming in to speak today? And it was, wherever you're at in your life, there is more. And it is so evident of what Carol is, is saying that there is so much more. You might be at your first quarter of your Ferris wheel, you might be in your fourth, but there's always so much more that you can do. And Carol, I'm so thankful that you have been able to share that with us today and just emulate that in the life that you're living. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming, Carol. And if you want to learn more about Toastmasters, I'll have a link to that below. And if you're interested in learning how to be a participant in TEDx, listen to this podcast. There are some amazing tips and tricks as to how to do it. But realizing that the story that Carol has shared with us is so powerful and not just her communi communication style, but also in the story that she's lived, the life that she's lived and how it has brought her to where she is. So Carol, thank you so much. 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 Thank you so much.